When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Deeply Graphic Design Cast, the show about all things design, from the creative side to the business side and all points in between. Follow the show on Twitter at Wes McDowell. Want the gang to answer your question on an upcoming episode? Send in your listener question to questions at thedeependdesign.com or via Twitter using hashtag DGDC. Here are your hosts. Wes McDowell in Chicago. Mikkel Morrison in Seattle. Nick Longo in Los Angeles. All right, another Friday, another time to record. Uh, and this is one of our favorite episodes we get to do. We, tr- we haven't done one in a while. We used to do them on the 10s, like every 10 How episodes. How long has it been? We do it. Is it I don't know. Isn't I this like a 10? We, I thought this was a no, 10. No, we've missed one. Ooh, yeah, maybe 20 there. then. It's been 20. Yeah, it could be. God, could be no 20. way has it been that long. Well, we've had a maybe lot of not. guests, a lot of guests, and so it feels like it's gone quick maybe for that reason. That could be and, it. And we've had babies. <clears throat> I mean, it really makes time. Look at her. <laughs> yeah. You we've had babies. Yeah. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I think well, Nick and I are just perpetually single. Yeah. Right well, yeah. this schedule feels like time I had more than by. one, but I won't complain about yeah. that right now. How's it going with What's sorry, I forgot forgot her name already what's it's the... okay valray and oh, I, I don't actually, think i ever knew that but valray, i actually forgot to share her name last episode so i've gotten these really cute messages from listeners um what's her name please yeah <laughs> <laughs> name please i love that but what does valray from or mean valray v-e-l-r-a-i and it's nice. um we wanted the sound Ray to go in there, and Jason wasn't keen on R-A-E or R-A-Y. Yeah. So, um, and we, we played around with Rayel, so we just swapped it because it wasn't flowing right with her middle name. So, anyway, yeah. we just, we might have tried too hard and got a little too clever. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's great. I mean, it could have been like Norma Ray, but <laughs> no he went a different way. <laughs> Imagine the, the Halloween costume with her raising the yeah. sign up. <laughs> I know. No more I know. references are millennial listeners. Will not <laughs> exactly. Understand. Look it up. <laughs> yeah, she's been, she's now um, officially a, a month old, so we're used to saying it, and it feels like it suits her now, which is really really cool. Yeah. She looks like a Velray. It's really really it. awesome. It's it's a word that you like think you know, but you don't. Like it's not too odd that you're like, what is that? You're I know, like, and we. That, yeah, I'm I so glad you like said that. that. We didn't want that. Like that. Yeah, yeah, we didn't want that. Um, That's great. So. Yeah. Cool. And it's a, it's a new name, never heard before. The worst is when you get someone who's got just a different spelling on a, a common name. Oh, I know. Yeah, those are the best. Because then they're just like correcting their spelling their entire life. That <laughs> happens a lot, yeah. it, I feel uh, like. Yeah, have, have, sure. you, have you locked up her Instagram account yet? Yeah. <laughs> and Twitter? <laughs> That's the important stuff. And, and URL? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Come on. Come on, I know. I had, um We had family just visit, and my she's my stepdaughter-in-law. She says, um, I, 
I really, I, I need to initiate this right away because somebody's going to take it and she's got a whole username, you know, like a profile plan, panned out for Instagram for her son. That's huh? eight wow. months. I mean, some parents wow. are. They probably oh, do for it. the son, not for, not for Velray. For yeah, her for son. Her, for her son. Okay. It's wow. a baby as well. Because which... if it was for your, if it was for Velray and like, so God forbid they get a divorce, she's going to squat on that username. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> That'd be trouble. That'd be trouble. Yeah. <laughs> now that's, nice. that, that's the down. big, Lock that's the down. big gift you get at the one year birthday is the URL. Oh my god! Yeah. Happy birthday! Out of control. Or just do it at the reveal party now. You know that's 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 yeah, that's the thing parties. to do. It used to be like your grandma would give you the uh, the savings bonds every year for your birthday, and you'd have the, when you're 18, you get those. Now it's just yeah. You now get you get your, a GoDaddy account. And, oh my gosh! Or whatever it's going to be by then, it'll all be a good deal. Implants in our brains and stuff. We'll all be living Great. in the computer at that point. Yeah, pretty much. But. uh <laughs> But anyway, anything, uh, anything new in you guys' lives? Anything uh, keeping you creative or Ooh. otherwise? You know, I, I joined a really cool Slack channel that a friend of mine put together that's a bunch of designers. And um, it's really neat. Like, I, I don't, I, I'm so new to Slack and I've been using it a little bit here and there with some clients. But what's kind of nice, too, is like these forum ideas to get your, the word out or show work that you can't, you don't want to post on, on Twitter or Instagram just yet to get some feedback on. But it's been a cool little thing of push, pushing stuff out there to get response from other designers. And so I, it just made me think how, how much of that was missing out there, like this kind of cool idea. And Slack seems like a fun little platform to place it on, you know? So we've been having a ball yeah. there. It's kind of neat. Really that's cool. awesome. I want to figure out cool. how to use Slack in a business. Like, Because I, I used to do a lot of work for a company. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mikkel, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, where There was a Slack channel. But I never used it for anything other than that. Like it feels I like it'd be cool for. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's, good for. You should just initiate it. It's so useful. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. But I guess people are yeah. using it more as like you can use it as a kind of a private version of of social media stuff that keeps it all within a group or an organization or a, or a team, which is neat. And it plays very similar to a, like a, a Twitter feed, but it's all based on hashtags mm-hmm. and you adding at, at you at people. Uh, specifically if you need work from them or whatever. So yeah, I, I think it's kind people, of fun. But I've never utilized it for social media purposes. That feels a little odd, but it can be used no, I mean, for it, project it management. This, like imagine if you had a private Twitter that was only the people that you're, you've invited. It works in that same way where it's like things are listed based on categories and channels, I guess, because like channels are yeah, a great channels. way you can kind of Slack separate Slack is channel everything. heavy. Yeah. But it's interesting that yeah. it, it has learned from social media that hashtags and at signs are used throughout the platform as a way of connecting and, and, and directing. Uh, it's just goes to show that we're so used to that's the way really social interesting because the whole the, the it's all locked down. It's private. The channels mm-hmm. are extremely private. So I'm surprised that it it syncs with social media of channels. Of it, do- sorts. it doesn't. I'm just saying it uses the same way of finding. So if I need to find something in a channel, oh. you find yeah. it by putting hashtag. I haven't found still- that to be the case with a hashtag, but definitely the at symbol. Yeah. Yeah. For, for pretty, all the users. Pretty cool. So I'm I'm new. Uh, <laughs> I'm still a yeah. newbie. But uh, I'm I tell people I'm a slack whore. I use it every day. <laughs> I thought every you day. were wait, I thought you were a Trello whore. <laughs> Are you cheating on have I, have, I, have I said that about Trello? I, I thought so. so. Yeah. Um t- I use t- Trello absolutely. A few times. <laughs> but the thing that's nice about Slack is that um it organizes better to me than email. 
and yeah. you don't have all these attachments bogging down I your know. email system. Is Slack that is true? fabulous. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Nice. Well, I just want to use Slack for like my friend group because what we have, we've got this big like group text chain, you know? Yeah. Where if like, let's say I want to put together like, hey, who wants to go to this movie tomorrow night? Then my one friend, Dan, will always be like, oh, did you, did you hear, see that thing uh, on Instagram? Did, like he will derail the conversation oh. away from plans where anyone's trying to make. <laughs> like I just want a different, like set up a room for there you go. your distractions, Dan. And maybe, and maybe oh he's not, gosh. yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you have your own channel. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> the Dan channel when That's it goes off funny. tangents. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Goes off the rails. Do it, give it a like try and report back. Rooms for different <laughs> sets of plans, you know. Yeah. Am I That's reaching funny. for the stars here? Yes. Okay, so before we get to the good stuff, which are the listener questions, and uh, spoiler alert, they're all audio today. Damn, so that's awesome. You guys uh, came through. I love yeah, it. Yeah, you came through in mm-hmm. a big way for us today. Uh, speaking of coming through in a big way, Skillshare, baby. <laughs> we love Skillshare. They come through for me every time I need them. <laughs> whenever I want to learn something new, whether it be just learning a quick little thing that I need to know to get me through a task or, you know, to learn a whole new system, like learning Elementor, learning, you know, uh, XD or whatever. They've got everything covered from creative to the business, which let's face it, it's, you know, we're running creative businesses here and most of us. So that's all necessary. Uh, So basically Skillshare is an online learning community for creators like us, and they've got more than 25,000 classes in design, business, and more. Uh, you're going to discover countless ways to fuel your crea- uh, curiosity, creativity, Ooh. and career. So take classes in all that good stuff and more, and if you're looking to discover a new passion, start a side hustle, or gain new professional skills, Skillshare is there to keep you learning and thriving. I know they're always there for me. So I've found a few <laughs> things here. Uh, look pretty interesting to me. If this loads up, here we go. You got it. Uh, so we've got, you know, here's just like a random sampling. We've got mastering logo design. Uh, we've got dynamic brand identity. Uh, logo type masterclass with Jessica Heesh. 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 Yes. yes. Uh, introduction to book cover design. There's all. I mean, basically, cool. they get That's very cool. granular. Yeah. Anything you need to I know love the how to do specifics. Yeah. yeah. Like if you're making a podcast cover art, there's going to be a class for that. So, you know, it's an eight week, it's an eight week course. So be careful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but most of these are like they go from like long and advanced and like kind of I wouldn't say drawn out, but very expansive. They're perfectly to sized. Some really. are like yeah. a half hour. You just get in and learn something. So yeah. join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for our listeners. You can get two months of Skillshare absolutely for free. That's right, Skillshare is offering our listeners two months of unlimited access to those 25,000 classes for free. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash deepend. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash deepend to start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash deepend. All righty then. Nice. Okay, so we've got... Five audio questions, and I did put out a call on the old Instagrammers to yeah. uh, get some last-minute stragglers, and we'll see if they if anyone comes through. Uh, maybe not. Maybe our Instagram following is not as uh, robust as we once thought. We'll just have to see. We'll see if. Uh, I would like right. to so brag. We're up to eleven seventy-four. That's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> 
And uh, every time I log on, you guys keep, I see a whole list of new followers. So I'm yeah. following you. We're trying to follow you back. That's and cool. one girl gave us a nice little shout out because she saw that we followed her back and she posted it as a post, which I thought was Really, really cool. Aww. What's your name? Give her a shout out. I, I'm looking for it right now. We'll have it in a second. All right. So start okay, with the well, question. While Nick is looking for that, <laughs> let's go ahead and roll our first audio question from Ellen. Hi there. My name is Ellen, and I have a question. Uh, my question is, how, how would y'all go about handling a situation where you've presented some initial uh, logo designs to a client, and then the client comes back with their own drawing uh, describing something com- uh, that's uh, different from what you proposed um, and asking for you to just mock that up. Um, how do you guide the design direction? Um, thank you. Okay, thank you, Ellen, so much for that question. Um, I think we can all relate to this one. We've all had, yeah. you know, that client who just thinks he's an artist and thinks you're just kind of the hands that are going to bring his vision to life. Um, And I think the first thing here is it's about positioning yourself, right? Yeah. Um, If you position yourself as, and I hate to say, quote, just a designer, but that there is something in that that basically just says, I'm going to, and a lot of people on on their websites will use language like, I will bring your vision to life or something yeah. like that. I hope I mean I, I you... said that but I've said that before. That's really bad. Yeah. <laughs> You've <Yeah>. learned. <laughs> You're right. That's an interesting. I didn't think that that's kind of a catchphrase we all kind of use at one point, but it's you got to flip that story. Yeah. And this is it becomes really important in that discovery phase when you're asking your series of questions um to really yeah. put that expectation out there that you are going to take these answers and you're not really looking for a whole lot of um, visual ideas from, from the client unless you are, you know, and sometimes I do like to say, is there anything, any uh, preconceived notions that you have that you think you would like to see here? I won't necessarily incorporate them, but Mm -hmm. I want to know if you have something on, in your brain yep. that I should be thinking about. Yeah. And I may veto it. You know, I'm not like my word goes, but I would just say like, it's my job to take what we've got here and come up with something that's going to really resonate with your audience. And be your creative consultant. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, I love all, these you, questions yeah, ahead, because Nicole. it validates what we all go through. You know, so many, so many freelancers are in their cave and work in the grind and trying to satisfy request after request. And one, that's the beauty of this podcast and other podcasts to, you know, validate experiences that we're all having. But this, this, this is relevant to another question that somebody else had too, this, which is extremely, um, you know, along this, along the same lines that we're all going through this. It's not... You you can call the shots. You can put your foot down and say, "No, this like here you go. You're welcome." No, not not that brutal, but you yeah. can you can say, um, and you know I know this creates a little bit more work, but provide all the explanation. You've done the research. You've done the um, the math with respect to the industry, and you can share all the 
reasonings behind your concepts that about, you know, that verify that the, the, your design just ought to be considered. Mm-hmm. And then if it goes downhill, yeah. then it's telling and it goes downhill and you can collect your money and say goodbye. That's what I think. Yeah. That might sound and a little too also, harsh. Yeah. I mean, it depends on where you're coming from with it. A lot of times when this has happened to me, um, I'll do, I'll explain the best I can of why I did what I did. And mm-hmm. if they still are like, yeah, but draw what's on the napkin. Um, yeah. Sometimes yeah. I'll just do it and say, okay, sometimes it's almost freeing. And I can say, good, I can stop yeah. thinking about this now. Yeah, that's true. I and get I will that. draw it out and then we're, yeah. we'll call it a day. And I'll yeah. collect my paycheck. Yeah. Um, you know, but also keep like in mind, out, like when you put down done. your explanation for why you did what you rendered, it mm. shouldn't be an approach that's defensive, right? No. It should be, it should be informing, inf- informing with when you present it with with respect to your. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. I think a lot of people don't exactly. I think a lot of people still don't present. I think a lot of people will mail off the PDF. No, yeah. just here you go. Which is, yeah, yeah unfortunate yeah. and not generally the way we recommend doing it. Um, and I think that, uh, at the end of the question, Ellen did ask for tips of how we present, uh, logos and that kind of thing to really make the most of it. Mm-hmm. And we have talked in the past about what tends to work a little better is providing those mock-ups. You know, there's so many, those, so many of those free templates yeah. out there where you can take your logo and have it just applied to, it basically looks like a realistic mock-up on a business card or on a, a sign or anything like that. Yeah. Or something yeah. Ap- uh, uh, appropriate yeah. to the application Has of that company. appropriate. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's what – I've been loving that idea because it, it does kind of show it in a light that is mm-hmm. so different from just flat where right. I feel like they can really pick it apart. Um, yeah. You know? So, yeah, I agree. And that, it almost does feel idea. like cheating when I when I would do it, but it does – tend to get a better sometimes it it is basically like um unfair advantage almost but what i would do is like i would uh and i don't even do logos anymore but when i did i would give them a it would basically be a pdf with um one concept per page the top part would be just the logo on white just by itself and the bottom half of the page would be that mock-up so they could see it just went over much better that way yeah I know. Yeah. Yeah. I think the whole evolution of things we've shared over the past and how we've all changed our process has eliminated this problem almost completely for me. I think if you really do your work and talk to them up front, I, I love your disclaimer, Wes, of saying, are there, is there anything at the very beginning we need to know that you feel needs to be a part of this logo because of heritage or something or family, let's say it. Great. Mm-hmm. Get it out now. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you give them a brand board and you really show them your discovery and your personas and your archetypes, I feel that narrows it down so much that even when you show them examples of logos that are going to be in the zone of where you want to go, that gets them, that holds their hand a little bit and they go, oh, yes, we're going to be very heritage looking and it's going to look old fashioned and it's going to have this and this could possibly be an icon. Then you go and design and when you show it to them, they are completely excited because they've been a part of it. They're not going to say like, pull out, and, pull out a napkin and be like, I want this. Because you've just romanced them in a way that I feel like, one, they love because you've taken them through the process. But 
then they're realizing this is better for the company. This is better for the consumer. Get to that level. And trust me, I think that part kind of yeah. goes away. I've seen some, I've changed people's minds 180 by going through that process. And, and when they see the two, and I'm really going down to like two or three final concepts at the, at the concept stage. Um, and that has eliminated a lot of that problem. So just evolve your process, get more upfront and you, you don't have this surprise, you know, that's mm -hmm. kind of my thought. Yeah. It's a good way to think of it. And I, you know, and you will run into those, those clients who are not, uh, won't budge. Yeah. And I find when that's happened to me, it's mostly been people who are just a little too, um, they, they personalize their own business too much. Their preference all, plays too much of a role. Yeah. And that's, hor that's horrible. And yeah. some people are just, hate to say it, but just a little, a little kind of crazy. Like that cupcake lady, that this famous yeah. story that I talked oh, yeah. about, like it literally, like I literally traced, like vectorized her scribbled drawing on a napkin because it turns yeah. out that's exactly what she wanted. It looked like shit. I cannot wow. even tell you, but she yeah. loved it. And like, oh, oh, okay, you're you're crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> here I you think go. You're changing, Good luck with changing it. the narrative at like you nailed it too because I think it's also about someone being too precious and they won't yeah. bend or understand how what you're doing. But like you said too at the very beginning, um, making your 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 image come to life that is such the wrong thing to say because what you're going to say is I'm going to give you the best solution for your client and customer and your business. That's what mm -hmm. you're do. That's what you're hired for. And if you change that at the very beginning, chances are they're not going to be, uh, they're looking going to look at you as more as the authoritative and they won't slide yeah. in that, you know, scrappy bird that they drew on a napkin yeah. and say, let's go this route. Sorry. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I don't, I knowing that we've also now say, we all go like, no one just does a, I don't want to just do a logo for someone anymore. That that's beyond our scope. I want to do the whole package. So if they're going to be that bad with the logo, uh, I'll probably just kill the job if they would ever say mm -hmm. something like that now, because it, it's going to be that way the rest of the, the, of the road. So find the next person, you know? Yeah, I agree. Evolve, evolve. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and that is really keep in mind those initial conversations and the language you use on your website and all, everything to where you're not just referring to yourself as um, someone that, who makes yeah. pretty things or a designer. You really, yeah. you know, in, real, in order to elevate yourself and make better money and get better clients, you really do have to think of it more holistically Good. in terms of um, you're helping businesses grow professionally through design, not just um, make, here's a logo. Right. Let's yeah. Let's make that homework number one. Everyone look at their website. <laughs> yeah. Change the, the language. Change the, change the language, man. Yeah. yeah. It starts there. First impression. Change, change the conversation. And our lovely listener was Brittany Gaddis. I'm I'm probably killing that last name. Nice. But she, <laughs> she was our our lovely friend who was very happy that we followed her. So uh, hello. We're, we're happy uh, happy to be Sweet. following Thanks you, for joining. Thanks. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Sweet. All right, cool. So I think we've uh, answered that one. So it's time to move on to the next one. And this one is from a friend of the show, Ryan Wheaton. So let's go ahead and take a listen to that clip. Hey, crew. Ryan Wheaton here, back at you with another listener question. I'd love to hear more about how you all handle revisions. I feel like it's not uncommon for my projects to get a bit wild with the revision process. I have a good handle on the number of revision rounds, but what I do inside of each revision can get a bit unruly. 
My discovery process feels good, and I get a good feeling for what the client wants. It's, it's after I present the first set of design concepts where I feel like things can get a bit off the rails. Even if I hit the overall ideas and the aesthetic that the client wants, there can still be so many design tweaks made. I know like in an ideal world, like each round of revisions refines and reduces designs from your first concepts. Sometimes, for me, it can almost be like the first round of design concepts becomes a starting point. Then clients can get a bunch of ideas to try, lots of refinements, and my second round can be like six, seven, or eight plus variations on ideas. I love to hear how you handle the initial design concept presentation, and I guess more specifically, the revision process. Uh, have you discovered any great ways to smoothly navigate clients through projects that helps reduce that chaos? Looking forward to hearing your thoughts. Cheers. All right. Thank you so much, Ryan. We love getting questions from you. So um, yeah, this is another one that I think we can all relate to this. Oh, God. Yeah, it's, different. Oh, totally. it's, different every, it's different every time. Regard, it like, is. It is. This is, it's this is the one hurdle that like, I think every level of process and changing in how we've worked I still get this all the time. Like, and then on the, the next client sees one logo and goes, great. All right, let's roll. And you're like, no revisions. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, so I think a lot of this, the answer to this question is really like, it's, you got to go with the flow of who that client is. And, and once you've identified they're that way, um, I just, I think to just make sure you are set up in that contract that revisions and rounds there's different there's a difference between revisions and going backwards and starting again right yes like i say if none of the it's initial not to concepts say this doesn't happen this totally ha this is running oh, yeah. this is about part part of running a yeah. business for sure but but think about like i think i have a clause that says if one of the initial concepts is not taken to the next step and and it doesn't evolve from there and we go backwards well, there's additional payment. I mean, there's more hours involved at that point. Yeah, that's one. really good to include. That's a really right? good really thing to smart. put in there. Yeah, because, and, and, and obviously, too, and there's that's a whole really other smart. thing. That's, you know what? I think another thing to say, too, is like, regardless of what even happens, you using this or not, you know, you're still, you still pay for the process. So it's the same yes. idea going back to that idea. And I find, too, sometimes when, when more money dollar signs are showing up, magically yeah. they they fall in love with something yeah. <laughs> so sure you know right um but totally. like i think he's i think he makes a good point in saying too that sometimes that first round is a little bit of a throwaway and it's just a feeler so like i said in the previous question really spend time on a brand board that shows logos that are of a specific style and design trend or feel that you you want to approach because i think sometimes too that gets them in a headspace where they're going to love your first round a little bit more. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Um, Cause you're right. Sometimes it is like the last thing you want to do is just throw yeah. shit out there and hope something sticks with them. That's why I, yeah, your I always ask for those samples or, or I provide samples and say point to that you think that uh -huh. you like for your, for yourself and for your brand. Or direct it if you feel confident and say like, I think it should be of this or give them two brand boards, one mm -hmm. that is specific in one way and one that yeah. maybe have a little twist still based on all your discovery, you know? Um, but damn, yeah, this is still, Ooh, it's still an issue, man. I, I guess everyone's different because every, some people are very picky and want to be involved in all those, even if it's those tiny, tiny, tiny little changes that you're like, 
Oh my yeah. God. Is well, that's really what kills me too. Like, you know, it's because clients will always, whether it's a website <laughs> or a logo or anything, um, you know, they'll, they'll give me ideas of, even, let's just say in the realm of websites, you know, I'll say, bring three websites to this last meeting that you like for look and feel and talk about, like about them. And they'll show me some websites and usually they're not the best looking mm-hmm. websites. They'll show them to me. And then if I show in the end and they feel like, and they act like it's worse than these bad websites that they showed me like that. There's a problem there because what it shows me is they're, they're not picking apart other people's websites, but their own website, they are going to pull it apart. And they're going to think that everyone else yeah. is pulling it apart <laughs> in the same way they are. This shows like people are just very close to oh. their own business. Hell yeah. Hmm. You know, and they, they look at it much closer. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I get I guess too it's like maybe reviewing each each time you do a job and seeing where those hiccups were and and refining it a little bit so hopefully the next one cuz like we said too like it depends on who you get and who your point person is on that client because some I I I've seen it in the same company one person is like that's great. We're in, we're in love with it. And then someone else chimes in and starts being picky. So you're like, damn, how I, I, I you want to blame it on yourself and be like, I didn't do this right. But this is that one area that I just think you've just got to be as prepared as you can with it, but cover yourself in the, in the contract to make sure that if it gets crazy and overwhelmingly beyond off of what your original concept was, you're going, that means you're going back to stage one. So, so does the price. So does the price. I think and then figure out if it's worth it at a certain point. Like, you know, how many of these are you doing? Um, you know, but I, I can't get rid of them. Yeah. And I, I love mm-hmm. that. I love that clause that says if, if we iterate on one of these cons forward, if you basically say board, then that adds in another revision round. I think that's brilliant. And I think it would put people on task. Yeah. And force them to kind of pick a lane. Yeah, Exactly. But but show that you're going to do all the work it takes that that first round is going to be successful. Like going back to question one, and these go really hand in hand, make sure you're infusing all that upfront stuff. So get guess what? You have a better chance of nailing it in that first round. And maybe all you're doing is tweaking and, and, and adjusting it to everyone's liking. And now you're done, you know? Yeah, that would be ideal. So what do you ever, what do you guys do in terms of, let's say you present, five concepts to a client and they like, they kind of, let's say two or three of them. Um, do you iterate on two or three of them or do you say, or force them to know, pick one and we'll, we'll go with that one. I force the, the connection somehow. Like I try to tell them if we go continue down this route, you're going to have an, some I've, I've gone back and I've shown them, slides that I've presented in the past where it was exactly that. It was, if we went with option A, but changed it in six different colors, here's how it would mm-hmm. look like. Then here's how it would look if they're all lowercase. Then here's how it would look if it was sans serif. Cause you're like, wait a minute, we're Frankensteining this. And I don't think that's the, again, going back to like, if it, it's a heritage thing, guess what? It's probably going to be a serif font. So I'm going to say going to a sans serif font on this is against the brand and probably not worth it. So let's narrow it down to one. And let's, let's, what's the three options we're going to do? Guide them. You, you've got to speak up at that point, I think. It, otherwise, they're, you're going to let them run all over you. 
I you always... Mikkel, you feel the same? Yeah, I do feel the same yeah. as you. And I, I, I've tried to get into the habit of that excitement to yeah, totally start yeah. that response. Like, so glad, so pleased that you're pleased. <laughs> yes. You know, yeah. <laughs> that, you know, there's a, there's, there's a beauty to not being able to decide because they're loving, they're loving it. And you know what? Sometimes if they reply really quickly, I'll be like, take the weekend, yeah. have this sit with you. <laughs> totally. Because it could be that you'll want to show your husband or your best friend and you'll have a better idea with the direction that you want to move forward with come Monday. Yeah. And you know that you'll get the email at 6 a.m. on Monday. Like they're just. Yeah. I, I do say that too, but then sometimes I'm so afraid. Sometimes I'll be like, really? You like that one? All right, cool. We're yeah. going. Just We're going with it. In. <laughs> make lock sure it up. <laughs> make sure you get Peggy from accounting signed off on it as well. Yeah. <laughs> Screw Peggy. Yeah. Peggy don't see this anymore. She has opinions. <laughs> That's number one. That's number one on my contract. Peggy's out of this whole conversation. <laughs> I'll do that positive approach in my response, and then from there, I'll I'll you know share why it's best to you know move forward with you know iterations to two concepts at most. Mm-hmm. Um, ideally, it's just mm-hmm. one. Yeah. And yeah, and I'll say it's just fine if you want to marry a couple for the next generation to see, you know, if you're undecided, you love the type of option too, but you're loving the mark design emblem of, you know, the first concept. Let me show you how that looks. And then, um, yeah, there's, there's a way to make the narrow down process under, you know, at your driver wheel far, oh, far yeah, more yeah. than theirs. Yeah, just sure. a matter of talking because I think a lot of designers, especially newer ones, yes. uh, they can kind of clam up at that point and be like, go into people pleasing mode. Oh, yeah. Rather than let's guide this yeah, conversation totally. and steer the ship in a direction, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I look back at that table and I had like one through one A through F and then it went all the way down to like 10 yeah. A through F. And I was like, I've just given them like a hundred options. I was like, no, I'm yeah. I'm ridiculous. That's and that's that a recipe <laughs> for them choosing nothing because it's really hard to do. Oh, that. right, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, also, it can too, go- be that way. Going back to the very beginning, streamline even just your original comps. I think what I've learned too is holding back and less is more. Letting brand, yeah. um, letting brands breathe a little bit. The logo doesn't have to say it all. And I think if you trying to do all that, it it allows for more critique, right? But if you're streamlining it and making it a much more beautiful, simple logo and letting the rest of the brand elements become things that you can play with down the road, um, your logo is a lot more streamlined and and is up for less discussion, I think, too. That's yeah. another way to think about it. It's true. All right, okay. cool. Ryan, thanks for sending yeah. that in. Feel free to send in another one at any point. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, so the next one we've got is from Kieran. So let's go ahead and listen to that question. G'day guys, my name's Kieran. I'm a graphic designer from North Queensland in Australia. Uh, I work for a print house that focuses mainly on business cards but does all sorts of other printing paraphernalia. Uh, Now I'm the main designer for the entire business but my question is, Lately, I've been feeling much more like just a production artist, which is understandable given the industry. However, the bosses say that they want to grow the graphic design section of the business, and I'm keen to develop my skills and grow its rep- its reputation and overall build that reputation of the business. But however, 
A, but, you know, my own work focusing on graphic design and developing its quality uh, as an issue. But B is my bosses, as much as they say that that's what they want to do, they I get the feeling they see more the dollar symbols more than anything and they don't really de- understand what it is I do. So I'm looking to A, get advice on how to develop the, the graphic design as a reputation outside woods, outside of the business. But also, if you've ever had bosses who seem to be limiting you. Now, I'm keen to eventually go as a freelance designer, but I'm not ready yet. I'm still looking at wanting to build this business that I work for uh, much, much further, and I would appreciate your advice on it. Thanks, guys, and love listening to the podcast, and uh, keep up the good work. Cheers. All right. Thanks for sending that in, Kieran. Uh, We can probably all relate to this one as well. We've all been in those jobs where we feel like we're not really getting a lot of creative tasks. So, yeah, yeah. So, what do you guys think? So, the question basically is uh, how to get more design responsibility at work, and then how to get a better reputation as a designer. You know, independently of of work, because maybe he wants to start his own thing or go somewhere else. I wonder if he should first just reevaluate if the if there is a future there, right? Like, is it worth taking the time to sit down with the bosses and say? I want to be this and maybe our company should be more of this and I'm dedicated. If we have some movement here, this would be great. If that's a, if that's the case, then put in, put in a plan to say, what are our goals? How do we get there? But if they, if they are just all about the bottom line and they're not helping you expand and be a better designer, find something else. I don't know. Like I, I, I don't know how bad the job market or good the job market is where you are in Queensland, but Holy crap. Like, fact that you're thinking of this means you yeah. want more so and i mean it. and you know what it's so funny we find ourselves in these pickles and the last thing that we think to do is to call a meeting with you know directly with the boss or the bosses totally. and have a sit down and say here's where i'm at and i'm feeling i'm i need more yeah yep i mean it's amazing what can happen if you open yourself some people have been really surprised and they you someone like a boss like that has turned around immediately and went like oh Gosh, you're. I'm, I had no we're idea. so lucky yeah. to have someone like you that's thinking of that. Let's do it. Yeah. And others are just like, uh, no, man, just keep working. So, like, find yeah. out where they are. And if it's worth it, try. All you have to do is sit down, put some goals together. Do we want new clients? Do, does my role change? What What can I be at in a year? Because I'm I'm in it. I want to stay in this. Like, this is great. If that doesn't happen, man, oh, God, take, take this enthusiasm yeah. house. Yeah, it doesn't have to you be know? an ultimatum talk. It can be really positive. No, lay it down yeah. on the line. I'm just Make kidding. them choose today. <laughs> Either they go or I go. Yeah, yeah this man. is a, it's a tough one because yeah. well, you have to ask yourself and kind of feel it out. Company, um, do they need create, really creative design or is it something where they already have a business model that's working for them? And, you know, because you said they're only interested in money, but like, I'm not to sound that way, but I mean... Businesses are in business to make money. So if they're going to make less money by sure. paying more for design, then maybe it's not in their best interest or discovered that, you know, if we take more time on designing this and this and this, uh, we could actually get more business. And it would be a matter of explaining it to them in that way, I think. But yeah, yeah. It sounds like it's all about the benefit of them. Yeah. I feel like you might have a hard time changing the whole company. 
to suit your needs as, as a designer. So if it's not really yeah. in the best interest of the company, I, what, what I might tell you to do is start really beefing up your portfolio on the side and Freelance. freelancing and then with an eye toward the door once you get something else lined mm-hmm. up or start your own freelance, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, he did mention he has that ultimate goal in mind, but he's not ready that yet. He might he's venturing out in a year or two, and that's another reason why I love this question is because um, hopefully this isn't getting off to, too far off on tangent. Um, I have heard others describe our show specifically for those that are ready to launch their own business, and that's not the case. Anybody in the creative industry that is working, you know, in house. They share the same. For an organization. You're running your own gig at, in that organization as well. Yeah. You are. Mm-hmm. You're in charge of you. There, you know, you're not doing all the fresh books administrative stuff <laughs> like we are, but um, there's something to be said, said about that. We're all together within this creative community working towards the same goal, whether it's running mm-hmm. your own official business or within um, a creative agency or a and, and add or a very small, or fir- very small firm. Small, like, small, yeah, sounds like he's at a startups. pretty small one. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I got the feeling that he is as well. Um, That's why I think he could make the he could put the initiative out there to say if the company wants to get here, I'm all in yeah. and let's do it. And it's it's all about he the really benefit wants of the to company. Support yeah. that. Yeah. He's yeah. he he's really his his question is really heartfelt. I f- I felt like mm-hmm. I think they're really lucky want- to have you, Kira. Yeah. <laughs> I do as well. It's just Maybe a matter of if they agree <laughs> and if they. <laughs> you know how cool yeah. they are. I remember one of the one of my last jobs yeah. I had in an actual place where I would go there and work every day. You know, I would always ask for more design responsibilities, and they didn't care. Mm-hmm. Like they were not there to please my, you know, <laughs> my life fulfillment Your as a designer. Your desire to be better, and they didn't grow. care. Like every now and then they'd throw yeah. me a bone, but then yeah. they would still always look at me as the junior designer. You know, like, yeah. eh, okay, yeah. Wes, like, eh, well, here's, we'll give you something, but <laughs> we probably won't really use it. So it's, yeah, sometimes it's hard and it's hard but, to get people to bend to your will. So that's why is. you have to. I, I've had a few students who have gotten into positions like this, very junior level, but they've taken that enthusiasm that they still had from recently being in school. And they'll tell me, they're like, this place has no process, whatever. And I'm like, try to squeeze it in, give the. Give the boss a tip yeah. or two. Like this could happen. And guess what? They've made a big difference. They've they've gotten in there mm-hmm. and all of a sudden kind of like sometimes just fresh blood, regardless of who you are and what your your role in industry you're in, helps any small company that hasn't had it in a while. So I, I think it's worth a shot to see because again, it's For not sure. they're not doing it just because you want it. They're gonna do it because they wanna get if they're all about money and you can help them grow that, who who would say no? You know? Right. Yeah. Let us so know what happens. Positioning man. it in that their best right. interest, and see if they take the bait. And if not, then it might be time to Boom. start slowly. Like I say, building up your portfolio and looking for other options. But don't quit your job until <laughs> we you didn't get, say that. You know, yeah, until you have something else lined up. But Wes said, yeah. no, I'm <laughs> "Good question, though, Worst, man. Good luck. Yeah, nice really good ever. question. Yeah, hope good luck with that." Um, all right, so before we get to the next ones, let's go ahead and give a little love to Fresh Books because we love Fresh Books. Speaking of, uh, you know, 
I feel sorry for the ones who don't have who don't get to use fresh books. <laughs> Not have it's to, a blessing. Get to use. Yeah, they make invoicing a pleasure. Um, we laugh, but they really do. I mean, it's as much of a pleasure as invoicing could ever possibly be. FreshBooks <laughs> has cracked that code. They make it really easy. They make it almost, you know, fun from a design standpoint because your invoices look really nice and they don't have that homemade look that you get when you just download the the stupid forms from Google and it's like an old spreadsheet looking thing. Those look terrible. FreshBooks is the opposite of that. They look really professional and branded. They use your logo and you look like a pro when you're not invoicing people with like PayPal and stuff. You know, it's, yeah, it looks, right. you look like a real company at that point. And they've got the cool thing about uh, late payment reminders and they'll, you know, they'll basically in, reach out to your clients who haven't paid yet and say, uh, how about a little sum for the effort, you know? And they've yeah. got multi-currency invoicing. So if you I'm have- all in those late payment things now, baby. I've been pushing mm-hmm. that envelope. It's so good. It has trained them. They're all starting to pay on time. Yeah. Thank you, FreshBooks. Time to pay <laughs> the fiddler. That's great. Yeah. That's great. And their support is great as well. Um, Mikkel calls them every day, and they always answer her <laughs> call. They, they they may even answer the phone and say, yes, Mikkel, what, what, what can I do for you? <laughs> And you'll, they're so in line. They're like, Mikkel, we've already fixed the problem. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but we, we close this item. <laughs> but we've uh, we've worked out a, a deal with them to get a 30 day unrestricted free trial uh, for our listeners. So go to freshbooks.com slash deeply graphic and enter deeply graphic design in the how did you hear about a section again, 30 free days. Go to freshbooks.com slash deeply graphic and enter deeply graphic design in the how did you hear about a section. And I guarantee you, you're not going to you're not gonna get rid of it once you've got it. All right. So Killer. moving right along, we've got a few more questions and possibly some last minute straggler questions. Uh, this first <laughs> one is from Chris Porter. So let's go ahead and take a listen. What's up, y'all? This is Chris Porter from Creative Punch in Memphis, Tennessee. Huge fan of your show work and your content. Uh, I recently went full-time into freelance as of last November, but I've been doing freelance design and branding and videography for a few years now. My question for y'all is this. I'm always trying to test my limits, like learning new skills and trying new things. And one thing that I've been wanting to do is learn more illustration work, like straight illustration. A lot of my friends and Freelancers and colleagues have, you know, products like Procreate and iPads to do them on and always know that, like, there are also these huge conferences and classes around the country that I could try to take and sign up for and learn those skills in large groups or from the pros. Um, So my question is, what would be a better investment money-wise, buying an iPad and then loading up with all the programs and et cetera, or going to conferences and whatnot to learn from experts? and then stick with my laptop instead of using the stylus like I see a lot of people do. Anyway, thanks. Uh, Your show has been irreplaceable for me since I went solo. Uh, If you're ever in Memphis, drink some barbecue on me. Thanks. All right, Chris, thanks so much for that, and I will take you up on that offer uh, for the... (laughs) I know. Yeah. Memphis, baby. Yeah. Yeah, Memphis. Come come pay you a visit. I might be out there soon. Yeah. All right, so wants to learn illustration. Uh, what do you guys think about this? Is kind of out of my realm. Um, I do not fancy Yikes. myself any kind of an artist or illustrator. 
I know why he's being enticed because like a lot of people are really. I've seen some students killing so it on many, Procreate. No and doubt, I, there's so many um, special guests on. Um, do you guys listen to the Dribble podcast? Oh yeah, no. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It feels like there's a lot of special guests that speak to this specifically, and they're traveling the world, and they're just with their little tablet that has showing them off. Yeah, yeah, that has the capacity of the iMac that I'm on right now. I mean, I know. I know. It's crazy. I think he's got to think about it. Like it's basically a money issue, and like, which one do you go with? What do you, what do you, you know, bank on? Um, the if he gets the iPad Pro and spends the money on it, obviously he won't have the money to go to these these skill shares and these spots, these areas where people are going to share their talent. Um, if he goes to the conferences and sees these people and gets one on one with them, he's going to be doing it on his laptop, which I don't think is that much of a i think that's the stronger case when it comes to where to put your money right now then get a few jobs get a few gigs that are new in the illustration and buy the ipad you know i think because mm-hmm. it's not necessary right now but if if he's getting into this new he should learn from the best i think it's as much as we promote skillshare and learning from people and the people like we bring on the show um i, I know i would do that because i'm not inherently a great illustrator so i would probably do better by learning from people and showing me how they've gotten good and how they've sharpened their their um, skills with that get a $50 tablet for your for your computer and mess around there mm-hmm. you know what I mean um the iPad and Procreate tablet you're talking about necessary. like a Wacom kind of thing yeah like I mean like I, I got like this little guy yeah. it was like 59 bucks and it's great to have whenever I have to do anything by hand on Photoshop or whatever but I what I did was I used a Teacher discount and a trade-in, and I got the very, very smallest iPad that takes the pencil. Yeah, it was only like three, three yeah. something, not a thousand, which like the pro goes. Why don't you and go I and give Trish your uh, your your teacher code so he can? There you go. Yeah. Oh no, it's only like fifty. It was only like fifty bucks. It ain't. Trust me, it wasn't much. But it was the trade-in. Actually, Apple's trade-in now is really a great thing. I gave them my old like Air two, and I got like one hundred and fifty bucks for it. Okay, you know, I mean it's. And so anyways, I mean, like I'm trying as best as I can. I've just did my first project where I did the entire packaging all by hand. I did everything on Procreate and uploaded all the type, Hmm. all the illustrations. And I, cause I was like, I just wanted to challenge myself and do it. But I think with him go to these things and learn because these people like, you know, Brad Woodard, who we had on from Brave the Woods and John Contino and all these people that do amazing work on Procreate now. Um, and I'm sure he has a list of them. Learn from them, man. That's where I'd spend my money. What do you think? So I can't speak to the tablet. I I really want to get into that. I mean, if there's success, there's success there, and I think that it would be the con- the convenience of it is something to speak to. Yeah. One. But it's a um, hefty price, though. It's a hefty price. How much are we talking about? That's what I, I, I hear. Like, but I th- I but you're putting that hefty price into – it'd be interesting to see what you can actually replace. And how do you test that? You know, you have to go through the expense, of course. But um, the last Adobe Max really got me enticed about this. You know? Yeah. It, was, it was kind of the big trend there. But yeah. – um, yeah, they were really pushing all the everything on like the tablets mm-hmm. and on the phones. definitely. Like, yeah, with Photoshop coming out in um, October. Yeah, and then whenever we go, whenever we go, I always feel like it's an update, like treating it like an update for iOS. You know, wait till things simmer down. Is it really what these? You know, is it really yeah. as big as what they? You know, promote. 
at Adobe Max because it's just so also fresh, you know, when we of go. Of course, yeah, yeah. And I know I I don't doubt Adobe. I'm not saying that, <laughs> but um, I always wonder about giving it a little bit of a trial period to start with. Um, but it's yeah, there's all these successful people out there that are having you know yeah, that are but most, to all see, the advantages. Most of, these, most of these artists will tell you too. It's not the iPad Pro that's making it a success it's no. your talent and your actual drawing ability yeah. and if well and the, it also speaks to procreate itself that was going to be my advice say to say um you know it, and if, if you're writing in chris so we can give you a green light to go ahead and get the ipad then <laughs> we will definitely give you that green light but and this is like really boring advice that i'm about to give you but yeah what what they just said is absolutely right you're drawing talent you can practice on a notepad and like drawing paper exactly. and stuff. Um, I know it's not the sexiest way of doing it, and I'm sure, you know, that once you make things on the on the iPad and stuff, they they do look more. You can, I'm sure, you can like simulate all kinds of mediums with that, right? You oh can make gosh, it, yeah. So I mean, that's, that's kind yeah. of the appeal there. But you're, I know there's a certain freshness in Christmas that it looks so good. And then mm-hmm. you're just there sending is. it. It's right into a PNG and it's super sharp. You could choose your paper now on what, what paper you want it to be drawing on. on yeah. iPad. It's sexy. I get it. But like yeah. if he spends that money, he's got nothing to learn the talent and, and, and improve himself. Whereas if he has a small, cheap tablet or even, and everything he's already got, he's getting both. I think with that option, that's why I'm just saying like, yeah, then it'll come later. And I, and and I also don't think you down. need to start. And I, by the way, Chris, I don't know where you're coming from now. I don't know if you've already been at this and you're just trying to get to a new level or if you're a complete novice. Oh, um, that's true. But I don't, that's true. I think if, if it's the latter and you're kind of more just really getting your feet wet now, I wouldn't even bother learning from experts yet. Get the basics, go on Skillshare or whatever. Even yeah. you know, if you want to go on YouTube, I'm sure there's stuff on there. Um, just learn the basics mm-hmm. with paper until you get to a level where it's kind of warranted, if that makes sense. Yeah, oh, yeah. then you're not – yeah, then you're, you've given it a good valid test drive. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a good – that's a really good idea. I wouldn't want to go learn from like – I don't know. I don't know who the celebrity illustrators are, but I wouldn't necessarily be ready <laughs> to learn from them yet. Yeah. I, I hope that helps. I mean I really think it depends on that level of how – where you are as an illustrator now. It sounds like – you're very beginner intermediate. But I've been trying talent. to answer and think about this question, assuming that that his proficiency is there. He's got it. Yeah. I, if he does, then oh my gosh, maybe just go for the pad and you know draw away. I don't know. Yeah, go for it. That's yeah. what I. That's what I think. Well, I think we're gonna just have to go out to Memphis, grab some beers, and talk about and some jazz. barbecue. <laughs> I'm with you. I'll get a. Teach I'll get a. Veg, I'll it. get a veggie burger. <laughs> As long as you got a veggie burger on that menu, I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool, Chris. Thanks for sending that in, and uh, yeah. you, you have our blessing to yeah, uh, and to he had go a really sexy and, voice. And yeah, and buy your iPad. All right, so we've got our last <laughs> official question here, and maybe we've got some Instagram ones after that. And this one is from Paterka, so let's go ahead and uh, roll that audio. Hey, Deedly Graphic. I had a question about portfolio content and rejected works. I have a really awesome example of my work that was unfortunately rejected by the client for that particular project. Is it kosher to share that in my portfolio? Do I need to include that in my service agreement? Thanks so much. All right, Paterka, thanks for sending that in. Yeah, we've we've covered this before. Um, a few people have asked this may, may be a while back. Uh, but in, in terms of using either rejected work or student work or self guided work, anything like that. 
I think we all come, I think we all feel the same on this. And that is, um, as long as you designed it, it, you can use it in your portfolio. You haven't stolen it. Um, but I guess right. the, the, the meteor question then, and I don't remember where you guys come down on this, um, mm-hmm. about disclosing it. Like if you're going to a job interview or something, or let's just say it's on your website, you're not talking about it yeah. at all. It's just there. Do you say this is an unused concept or student work? What do you guys think? Wow, it's a good question. Is I think I know we talked about no. it a little bit before. I, I a, think it's no. safer to be truthful and tell the and and just put it out there in a credit or in a in a in an area of that paragraph or on your website, just so it's there and it, you never were trying to say anything otherwise, right? Yeah. And if you're asked, but if I can quote George Costanza, yeah, Uh-oh. it's not a lie if you believe it. Yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> So but, there you go. <laughs> un, but unused, unused or even passion project stuff is the number one thing I think people say they're okay with seeing and actually want to see now more than ever because it shows what you would do if you, when you're completely in control and in charge. Mm-hmm. So she might even find that it might be cool to almost like revamp it if it's an unused one and exploding it to something bigger and better to make a great case study. Who cares if it wasn't used or not? It's still showing off your talent, you know? Um, so... I would be totally open with it and say that. Yeah. Because if the minute you say it was used and then someone finds out it wasn't, you never want to be caught in that. And again, it just shows that you were the art director as well as the designer, and that's a good thing. Yeah, I, I agree. And I don't know that it's even necessary to call it out. Maybe if there, if someone asks you about it or something, or if it's in your on your website, yeah, I mean, maybe I would just have a little caption that says... yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't feel the need to go out of my out of my way otherwise. Yeah, that's yeah. I'll I'll give you a good example. I I have a previous student of mine who's been out for about two years from his graduation, working a job, wants to get into sports graphic design. Like his goal was like ESPN. He started doing passion projects and saying right on LinkedIn, "I'm doing this for fun. I really want to get into this." He developed quite a little following, and believe it or not, he texted me yesterday. He has an interview at ESPN magazine today, like based on just the sports stuff that he put out there, all, all passion projects, all completely done by him and very open about Mm -hmm. it, but it was killer work. And he's like, he got a little buzz going. So it's like, I think people are looking for that more now and than ever. And just like you said, Wes, if it's your work, it's your work. If you designed it, you designed it. Like Get it, get yeah. it out there. I, I don't. I mean, don't worry about it. You will run it. into. Not maybe you won't, but I, I did. I remember, um, just this when I was really new and just starting out. Um, there was this total douchebag designer. It was like he was like, kind of trying to get me a job at his company, but not really. Yeah. And my portfolio was just full of that kind of stuff. And he's like, it's like, yeah. Um, don't put just your own stuff in here. That's not really going to cut it. <sighs> like. There are some people that you don't will look down on their look down their nose on that, but that's not the majority of people. Those are self important. That's like yeah. the last person you want to work for or yeah. with is that hundred yeah. percent. So there's your there's your your your, your red yeah. flag. It's the same people that wear the Canada Goose but, jackets once they made it inside the bar. They just want people to see but, the patch. But, <laughs> <laughs> even, even though, though, this is we're talking changes in like the last two or three years, what people what people want to see. And I think more than anything, um, 
like next week is portfolio review. We have like 50 designers coming to meet with all every portfolio student. The number one thing they say is we love when students do their own work. We love when they show us a little side of what they truly can do, not limited by a client mm -hmm. or by a business or a, or a job. So I think it's, it's very fresh that people are asking for this and wanting to see it. So I would, I would say it proudly and be like, I did this. I even expanded even more. Yeah. See, I you did know. this all Go by for myself. Take it yeah. in. Yeah. All right. Cool, Paterka. Thanks for sending that in. And as luck would have it, we have two questions from yeah. Instagram. So Trisha Martin, Lightning 23, round. <laughs> says, what's your process of making a website? I think that one's for Nick. Yes. All right. I so, don't. <laughs> I go to Wix. <laughs> take it. Take it, man. All right. So, well, and Mikkel, we can. Do you have a answer for that, Mikkel? Do you have a process that you usually use? I can piggyback on whatever you. You okay. go ahead. Well, because mine has totally changed. Yeah. Um, I think I've been talking oh, about it, it the last few episodes. I just use WordPress and Elementor now. Um, between oh, that's yeah, right. Between yeah. Elementor and like they've got some. Extra thing, like I use Elementor Pro, um, and there's like an ultimate add-ons package you can buy as well. And I just buy like the multi-site license, so I can use I can use all my tools on all my client websites. Um, so it's the WordPress with the Astra theme, the free one. Then you load up Elementor Pro, and you'd be amazed the different things you can build. You don't have a Photoshop or XD and make a static mock-up. I'm just building the site and seeing how it interacts in real time. It's, it's great. And I, I can't believe this kind of thing that's hasn't killer. been perfected sooner, but uh, yeah, that's my new process. So what I do specifically is I will design the homepage and myself and I'll get it approved. And then from there um, I've only done, I think three sites so far and starting now on the one I'm doing now, I'm going to have my developer who also knows Elementor and has a fairly good design eye. I'm going to have him um, build all the other pages based on the homepage, based on, you know, just take those styles and everything and now go to work on the rest of them. And they will all be built in real time and without good. having to convert static images into uh, a working website. So what about you, Mikkel? Um, well, I'm still... Um... I still utilize um, Sketch to its robust capabilities, and I only mock up one phase, and then I send it to developer that utilizes Elementor, Elementor himself, and he just tweaks with revisions from that point forward. So, um, and you know what? It depends on the developers, but... Um, he will slice and dice himself. I won't have to go into web ready production phase myself. So he's pretty savvy. And, you know, it really is dependent on their skill set, I guess. Yes. Um, I work with a number of developers, and sometimes I'm the one that is in production phase far more than he or she, and other times I'm not. So it just kind of, okay. um, you know, depends on a number of factors. But... Um, I love being able to provide um, sketch prototypes of sorts to the client at early um, design phase, schematic phasing. So, mm -hmm. um, 
Yeah, I guess I I guess my process is similar to yours without designing in real time with Elementor. I I do the conceptual phase of a bit at the forefront first within. Okay. What nice. are you guys even talking about? Oh, the other thing <laughs> that's kind of, yeah. And sorry, sorry to gush about Elementor. No, but the you're other fine. Thing that it's super cool is um they've added these new motion effects. That if I mean you could easily go overboard with them, but they give you like they let you do these really cool kind of parallax effects. Cool. With just no effort. You know the load speeds aren't crazy, and they let you. It's so easy to go from a desktop view to responsive, just the click of a button, and then you just make the necessary tweaks on mobile, and you've got a completely responsive site. Can't, I don't have enough. I, don't, I can't say enough good about <laughs> them. So and it's only going to get better. Nice. Okay, so. Next question is from Octane Designs, and they say, I don't know if it's a guy or a girl, um, what are some basic ways you stay fresh on top of your skill sets? Skill sets. Or skill set if you only have one, Nick. It's okay. Some people only yeah. have one. <laughs> I just got one. <laughs> um, staying fresh. Damn, you know, like for me, because branding and packaging is like big time, be honest with you sometimes just a walk in freaking target is enough inspiration for me to be like what the god there's so much great work out there and i think it's good to be to figure out how to keep up with it what you're seeing what works what doesn't work like that's one way Mm -hmm. and then number two is like on the business side i think it's just every once in a while reaching out to somebody that you want to work for i think that's keeping it kind of you know ever-changing and, and, it, and it makes you a little nervous sometimes to go out there and I think that's always good to kind of hit that skill level and get better there and keep fresh on how you're approaching and pitching your business mm-hmm. so I don't know it's like there's there's so much out there to kind of see and do and work for um someone even asked the other day like they're like is is this really a viable you know industry that you're now to get in and I'm like there's so much freaking work we got we just got to find it and staying fresh I think it's a great way to put it is one of the ways I think it keeps being successful, yeah. you know, change it up. Don't get stuck in a rut. You know, and don't ever, don't ever you think guys? you know everything and have nowhere else to. Oh, that's hundred you know. percent. Yeah. I love 100%. your little target example. That's awesome. More of a Walmart I, I have that. Whether person, we realize but... it at the time or not, you know what I mean? It, anytime well, the, you're. The, yeah. They get, they there. get designed there and they're, and their yeah. buyers push it amongst all the people that yeah. they, all the products they buy. Yeah. And it's in, it's in displays now it's in targets brands the brands that they own like it's like they're hmm. they look yeah. just as good as the real brands so it's like it's so inspiring to go in there and see like what people the the amount of um importance that design has even in what you would call a you know discount or everyday mm-hmm. store mm-hmm. i love that so it's hitting every element nice mikhail how yeah, you stay fresh girl <laughs> So what really has helped me, this is embarrassing to admit, but I'm I'm going to admit it anyway. I didn't start listening to podcasts until recently. Really? Yeah. Oh, I've been like a huge nerd forever on podcasts. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, yeah, I, you know, because here I've been co-hosting with you guys. That's why it's a little embarrassing. (laughs) You thought we were the um, only one. (laughs) Well, I can't. Well, gosh, no, never. (laughs) But, you know, sometimes I think, oh, the last thing I need is more design while I'm designing. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, it's just cl- too cloggish mm-hmm. up there in the brain. So I'll pick my, fa- my favorite artist of the day um, to get my mind to just go anywhere as I'm concepting. But um, within the past six months or so, I've been listening to podcasts and it'll get me um, 
inspired to, to for whatever guest it, the podcast that I've been listening to I'll constantly have guests on their shows yeah. so I'll go to, to their following and I'll see the artwork that they're rendering and mm-hmm. it inspires me to shift my um my approach with a, a, an existing project that I'm on even yeah um and to start you you know applying that inspiration straight away so that feels good yeah you know I, you I just, love that. it's interesting and you kind of get stuck in a rut Without even nothing, recognizing it? Yeah. Yeah. Nothing inspires me more than discovering a, a new artist, someone out there that might know, have been put so in the spotlight. Great. And and you're like, damn, there's a game changer and everyone's gonna be yeah. copying that in five years. I wanna mm-hmm. I want I wanna copy him now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Nice. What about you, West? Um, well, podcast. How are you sh- keeping fresh? Yeah. So in several areas. So podcast, like most of what I do is not even super design related anymore. It's more about the strategy and the social stuff. Uh, so podcasts are great for that. I like to keep up on what's latest in like Facebook ads and just digital marketing, all that yeah. kind of stuff. As well as, so like for visual stuff, if I'm doing a website and I want to get some inspiration for it. I'll look at sites like awards.com with three W's in it, um, keeping in mind that, yeah, I mean, most of those websites are kind of like design agency, can't even use them. They're weird navigation, but you can still find interesting visuals on them. And Mm -hmm. I look at a lot of roundup lists. I'll look at, you know, believe it or not, like Instagram and Instagram ads show you a lot about what's happening in the moment, which is cool to know. Yeah. And then, you know, you go from there. You don't want to get too trendy, obviously, unless it is an ad that's meant just to live and die today. But, um, yeah, I I just look everywhere online and I get kind of ADD when I do it. It's hard to like, yeah, I'll, I'll go down rabbit holes, basically. But until I find a few things that I'm inspired by enough to kind of take them and have them in my head and go forth and. And mm-hmm. create something new. There you go. Yeah. All right. And fresh. <laughs> exactly. And I do believe that is all we got from Instagram. So thank you, uh, Octane Designs and Trisha Martin. I have to go. Yeah, me to too. Go. And with that in mind, keep designing. Catch us next time on the Deeply Graphic Design Cast.